Welcome back to the NY Patriot Show. Today we have another guest. We have the Texasist. Uh, I was happening to be looking for uh, just new shows, shows that I really haven't heard of, uh, and to uh, find some interesting stuff. And um, I was looking because I use Spreaker. I was looking across Spreaker and came aco- uh, across the Texasist, and I uh, the name caught me right away. So. I checked it out, and uh, I was like, yo, this dude's got some interesting stuff. I mean, you got to sit and pay attention and listen, but I think uh, he has a lot of stuff that people would enjoy to hear, um, and so I'll stop rambling my mouth, and uh, the Texasist, if you like, uh, tell everybody where they can find your stuff, and maybe just give a little explanation about what your show's about. The um, website is the, you, you can find it, uh, texasist-podcast.com. And, um, or you can find me on, um, Spreaker, um, or just do a, you know, Google search and, and just choose your platform that you want to listen on. Yeah. But, you're, also, um, you're also on YouTube also. I think I listened to you on that. Right. Right. Um, my, so I, um, I talk about a lot of different things, uh, on the, uh, you know, supernatural, uh, you know, paranormal spectrum and explain how it's, it's, it's not really, it's, it's just natural that we haven't <laughs> discovered how it works yet. It's, yes. It's, I, I think that's the best um, way to say paranormal. And, or <laughs> right. And, uh, I, um, talk about religion versus spirituality and um, expose a lot of um, corrupt quote unquote faith healers and uh, televangelists and just how that religion is, is not, not what we've been taught that, that it, it is uh, that, that it is a, it's a false form of, spirituality that is man-made and um it's it's not absolute truth and there's a lot of that that i could go into and i will and basically uh how the bible as far as christians how the bible has um has been taken the wrong way and because of that, there are millions who are lacking in strength. Uh, you know, this, this, yes. they're, you know, promise this, you know, power and they don't have it and they know they don't have it, but they pretend to have it. It's, it's, you know, something that it's almost like, very, very sad. It's like power through being submissive, which I don't understand. To an extent, right, you know right. what I'm saying? And it, it and was a thing that you said before. I just want to, before I interrupt you for too long. Sure, something no, no, you said ahead. about, uh, like, religion and spirituality, the difference, or, you know, how they're not the same. I feel like you a good way to co- say it is religion is the way to make money off of spiritual ideas. <laughs> right. Really think about Absolutely. it. <laughs> Absolutely. 
And and I guess sadly, the the um, the idea or the whole um, scam of religion is that they there's a there's a carrot that's dangled in front of you that you're never going to get, but it keeps you pulling the cart, and that's religion and all. I mean, that's just you know that's wow. it's, um, that was good. That was good. It is um, very complex and, and it's very orchestrated. Um, and just to um, give um, a few examples about that is um, uh, you know people that you know go go to church, especially these mega churches. They <laughs> go and um, they're exposed to um, something like an hour and a half, two hours of what they call praise and worship. And that's nothing more than getting your mind into an alpha, you know, state where you you're more receptive and yes. basically like a sitting duck for the message and, um, tithe time, time to give money. And it's, uh, it's all psychologically against you. The, uh, you know, speaker, the, pastor or, you know, whatever is up on a pedestal, you know, up on on a pedestal, (laughs) uh, higher than you and, and risk better than you. And, you know, so, so it sub subconsciously, it makes you feel like you said, submissive. And so it's basically an authority figure that is, uh, you know, telling you, um, uh, your spiritual things. And what, what really cracks me up is, is these, um, doctors, doctors of theology and this and that, that they're honorary doctorates. And it's just, it's pathetic that someone would use that as that they've earned their PhD, which they haven't. <laughs> and it's a lot of people do that. Right. 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 And more power to you. I mean, it's, it's like, if people ask me, well, what, what title do you use? Hey, just my name, you know, it's, it's fine with me. I mean, it's, you know, titles are just words. I feel like, you know, a lot of times that just goes with an ego. It's like, you know, the title, I'm going to use it because it makes me feel important. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Or badges and, and uh, you know, just like things I've even seen, like, you know, in, in secret society from my own experience. You know, a lot of times I think people just want to go up different degrees just to have it as a badge. It's not to really say that you mm-hmm. know anything new, you know. Right. It's just like, oh, I got right. a patch because I took the third degree. Look at me. You know, that's all it is. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything that you actually learned. It's just an ego. Right. And and that's that is really, really prevalent in religion. I mean, look at the, um, the cardinals and the bishops and the popes, and then you have the, um, pastors and, um, now it's, 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 there's self-proclaimed prophets and apostles and it's like, okay, uh, you know, whatever you want to call yourself. I mean, I don't mean, but it's, uh, the the truth is uh you know i'll i uh you know talk to people i've i've uh you know talked with 
um, with, you know, pastors of large uh, churches. Um, I've talked with evangelism, uh, you know, directors over many churches. And um, they, they asked me, um, so where did you learn this or, you know, whatever, or who, who, you know, told you this? And well, actually it's from the horse's mouth, it's in the Bible. I mean, if you, um, and, uh, just like the apostle Paul, he says, um, says, you know, talking about the, uh, you know, scripture, he said for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And there's, there's not many pastors, if any, that I know of that will, that will teach on that. But what he's uh, you know saying is, is if, if you read this word for word, letter for letter, word for word, it will lead to your, you know, spiritual death to your, you know, spiritual, wow. um, uh, you know, starvation. You'll, you'll, you, you, you will die uh, you physically and you still won't have received the knowledge that is contained here. And he says, but the spirit gives life. He says, if you read, if you read it the way it was meant to be read and you absorb it, then, then you'll have those aha moments and, and you'll, you know, get it and you'll understand what I'm talking about when I get to that. But, um, you know, that's a thing uh, I would like, I want to add, you know, um, you know, this episode for me, and you know, I'm sure for you, isn't about um, shitting on the Bible. It's just that my opinion. I, I think it's one of the best, uh, you know, things ever written, really. Uh, or Absolutely. One of the best occult scriptures to tell you everything. It's, you know, the be- the most craziest uh, story ever told. But uh, people, I think, just look at it the wrong way or we have been uh, grown up and indoctrinated into a way of thinking that, we don't understand the Bible because of that way of thinking. Right. It's, um, I'm in no way saying that, that the, uh, uh, Bible has, has no power or that it's wrong. It's just the way that it's, it's interpreted the way that it's been taught is wrong. But the, uh, Bible is self admittedly by the apostle Paul uh, you know, Jesus even said, he said, I, I speak in parables. Uh, you know, he says, I, I tell, use fictitious, you know, stories to make a spiritual point, to yes. explain a spiritual truth. And uh, uh, that's what Paul says. He says, um, says, don't, um, says, as, as, uh, you know, far as the uh, you know characters or the those that are written in the Old Testament, the uh, patriarchs, and he says don't necessarily view them as people, but view them as nation. And um, he says when you have uh, you know Sarah and Hagar talking about the wife of Ab- Abraham, and uh, uh, Sarah was the handmaiden. He says. These are allegories. 
of two covenant. And he says that, I mean, plainly crystal clear yep. that it is that, that it's not literal people, but allegories. And, um, he, um, writes, you know, I would even like to add while you, while you're looking for that, I would like to even add, you know, a lot of, uh, I totally agree. I think the Bible is all stories to explain something else. And, Mm -hmm. and that is done so much in occultism and magic that because Mm -hmm. I feel that people won't even pick that out in the Bible, uh, you're never going to see it in other stuff around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I've seen, you know, you can see people, they might pick out certain things from like artists or something they saw on TV. Oh, that, you know, this is a satanic, you know, thing going on. But they never truly understand what they're actually looking at. Yeah, you might be right. It's not something uh, positive, but you probably still are reading it the wrong way, just like you read the Bible and don't even know what they're really saying, which is probably way worse than what you think it is. So I, I see how it's done uh, mm-hmm. universally, regardless if it's something positive or negative. People still don't truly understand because they take things on face value and don't see the message behind it. Right. And, um, and uh, you know, one thing is that, um, that, I mean, let's just face it, most you know, people, most, or I'd say some you know, Christians, if not a lot of Christians, they, they uh, you know, go to church each uh, you know, Sunday to have their pastor interpret what they they could interpret if they took the time to, and um, yeah, his interpretation or his you know knowledge, uh, he was you know taught most most likely by uh, you know someone that was taught that was taught and it's just been passed down. Jesus called it the traditions of men and. When, when uh, you know, faced with the question uh, of the uh, your spiritual leaders of, I'm sorry, the religious leaders of that day, they had their religious system. It was very, very powerful. And get this, it was, um, it was religion, it was religious and religion and politics together. You know, I mean, Jesus was, you know, crucified by, the instigation of the Jewish uh, Pharisees and Rome, um, the uh, uh, government. So it was religion and the government together. And uh, but not to digress, but Paul says here he says um, who is God who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. And, um, he goes on to say in, um, that, that, like I said, he says, um, in Galatians chapter four, verse 19, he says, he says, for, for I groan, he says, that Christ would be formed in you. And it's like, okay, well, that can only be taken as we would say metaphysically. You know, Christ formed in us. How's that? And, well, we, 
we we all have um and i guess first off this is no disrespect to the bible to christians to christianity but the truth is is um for example the exodus um moses uh you know led the the uh, children of israel through the desert um through the wilderness to the promised land, the land of milk and honey. And, um, but that, the truth is, is that never happened. That never literally happened. The Egyptians were the most detailed record keepers of all time. I mean, down to the crossing of the T, the dotting of the I, and they kept detailed records, many, many records. And out, out of all of their records and all of the uh, proof, the artifacts, including um, mummies, that mummies in their caskets, their sarcophagi, there's, there's not one mention of this uh, three to 12 million Hebrews leaving in this mass exodus and the, what the Bible states. That's because it never happened. Now, a lot of people are going to say, oh man, this guy's the antichrist. No, <laughs> no, just the opposite. <laughs> Trust me, trust me. I've heard it. You know, but, <laughs> oh, I'm sure I might hear it too. So from having you on, but, but I understand what you're getting. But at, when, so keep going. <laughs> but when uh, you know, people, uh, you know, hear it, hear what I'm talking about, they soon, uh, you know, learn that no, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, doing this because um, it's needed, so you can have the personal experience of truth and not just be told about it, you know, second or third hand, but experience it for, for yourself. The truth is, is, um, the, uh, you know, Bible says that Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt and, um, it took them 40 years to travel to the promised land of milk and honey. Okay. The only problem with that is, is we, we have in our minds that it's, it's this vast, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles from Egypt to Israel. And there are records, uh, you know, stating that the uh, uh, different uh, you know, pharaohs would make the trip with their entourage and their uh, chariots uh-huh. in seven to 10 days, it was, it was just a little over 450 miles. So, so when you have three to 12 million people, you basically, you wouldn't be actually walking into the promised land. You would still have people that were leaving Egypt. I mean, it just doesn't, <laughs> makes sense and um so but but what you have to understand is is did moses 
exist? Well, yes and no. No, Moses, the person, as depicted in the Bible, did not exist, but he does exist in every one of us. And that leaving Egypt is leaving your lower mind for your higher mind. And um, it's uh, the uh, promised land is the higher mind. Now, um, this is this is really, really uh, mind-blowing, but the Jordan River, as far as the map, like if you're looking at a map of the Jordan River, as it comes down from the Sea of Galilee, Jordan River comes down to the Dead Sea, okay? Um, it is It is in the earth itself, it is a depiction of the human skull, your head, your brain, and the Jordan River is your spine, where your cerebral spinal fluid runs, and where does it run? It runs down to your sacrum, the sacred place, or the tomb, the Dead Sea, okay? Now, this is, um, this is extremely important, but, and the Bible talks about it, and actually names it precisely. There's a gland in your brain that is between the two cerebrum, your left, your right and left hemisphere of, of your brain, there's a small gland that's actually not a gland, it's an organ. It's, it's in the brain, but it's not actually of the brain. Um, and it's called the pineal gland. And it is, it is the only gland or organ that um, produces light, a bioluminous light that is that is only produced in total darkness. If there's any kind of light, if there's there's a sunlight, if there's a, a, a fire or any kind of light whatsoever the pineal gland will shut down. You know what's now, wild? And I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the shit you're saying is, no, like, no, no. is so, it's so wild to me. Like, well, one, I wish my, my co-host from the other show was on right now because you'd be blowing both our fucking minds. And, uh, j- j- you know, t- t- some of the experiences that I've had in magic, um, when I feel like I've actually had, like, some real experiences in magic, I will say before all that happens, um, it's always done in the meditation. My eyes are closed. And it's at the point to where I mm-hmm. feel like I have actually somehow, it may sound crazy, maybe you'll understand because of, of what I think you're getting to. Um, it's almost as if it is real, true darkness that I am surrounded in. Everything is completely black. It is the most blackest of black that I've ever experienced. And it starts to feel like 
My body or something is being stretched all within that complete total darkness. Mm -hmm. And then the light starts to come and I'm in this HD movie TV. So mm -hmm. like what you're saying right now, like is, is blowing me away. Cause I've had experiences of this. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, fucking wild. and, uh, uh, Keep going. I'm so sorry. Keep going. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, holy shit. But it's 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 like Einstein himself said. Imagination is more important than knowledge, and it is. It's um, it's it's what what you can imagine. Uh, you know what you can conceive in your mind is what you can bring to, re, uh, you know, reality, to, uh, you know, fruition, whatever. But um, this, just to explain how the uh, Bible works and how it's, it's meant, meant to be used as, uh, you know, telling or, you know, parables that explain higher dimensional truths that, that we, uh, you know, normally could not convey in with normal, you know, settings. I mean, they, they're, they're, you know, stories that may or may not have actually happened, but they've been tweaked to really, really press it in. This is an, an example, Genesis chapter, chapter 32, verse, verses 22 through uh, 32 it's when Jacob wrestles with this uh, man, this angel, um, God himself, you know, take your pick, but um, all night. And the um, Jacob wrestles with, 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 with an angel is the most you know, common, but it's actually Jacob wrestling with God. But now he arose that same night and took his two wives and his two maids and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok River. And he took them and sent them across the stream, and he sent across whatever he had. Okay, well, that, that um, name of, of the river, Jabbok, means to pour out. So let's tell you right there, he's, he's, he didn't leave everything on one side, he poured himself out everything. He just, you know, down to nothing. I mean, he poured, he poured everything out and said, you know, I, I want this. And it is Christ consciousness, the mm -hmm. mind of Christ, the baptism of the Holy spirit, you know, whatever enlightenment, this is, this is what it's talking about. And it says, then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. And when he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh so that the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. And then the man said, this angel, this um, God wrestling with Jacob, he says, um, then he says, let me go for the dawn is breaking. Now, we're talking about Almighty God, the Creator, 
And he's actually telling Jacob, a man, let me go for the dawn is breaking. And uh, I joke around, you know, what, what is he, a vampire? I mean, <laughs> why, why, why are you so afraid of the, the of sun's the rising? I gotta up? go. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's gonna melt or what? <laughs> and um, he says, Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Your, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him and said, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it you ask my name? And he blessed him there. Now, most people, they miss that. But it is, it is God uh, you know, pulling a fast one because Jacob could, could not begin to comprehend if it, it would just, it would be too much for him, but he, he just went right over that and just said, you know, we got to get this done because the sun's coming up and, um, for a reason that's pretty obvious in the next few verses, um, you'll see God did not give him his name. So Jacob named the place. Peniel, P-E-N-I-E-L. For he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been preserved. Oh, now the sun rose upon him just as he crossed over Penuel, and he was limping on his thigh. Okay. He said, when they were wrestling, God says, let me go for the dawn is breaking. Why is God so concerned about the sun rising? Because the pineal gland cannot, will shut down if there's any light at all. Wow. Okay. Number one, the pineal gland will shut down if there's any light at all. He, this is not God as we've been taught to think about God. This is God within you the pineal gland, and this, this has been written to make you ask questions like, I just asked, Almighty God is, a, is somehow afraid or concerned the sun's coming up? What's with this? It's written that way to make you ask, what's going on? So you'll dig deeper, and you'll find out. And then it says, he says, please tell me your name. And he says, why is it you ask my name? And he blessed him there. He did not give him his name. If he had of, Jacob would have asked, please tell me your name. And if he had have given his name, he would have said, I'm Jacob, Jacob. Been like looking into a mirror. That's what I was you're, you're, wrestling, you're wrestling with yourself. It's almost like, you know? why are you asking me my name? You should know who I am. Right, right. I mean, this I will, is, I will know, even say, you know anything about the Kabbalah? Absolutely. The Tree of Life? Uh, yes. You know that sphere uh, chokma as you're getting up in the supernal triad. I'm almost positive uh, the experience of one of them that they use for that, uh, for that sphere is face-to-face -face with God. 
And um, a lot of times you can, you can see artwork depicted as in like a face rising behind the sea and its reflection on the water. Um, that would be mm-hmm. a way to depict it. And to my opinion, it really is coming face to face with your higher self within your own mind or in your own spirit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, and the, the 11th, uh, you know, Sephiroth is, um, dot, which yes. looks yeah. like it's dash, but it's dot. Yeah. And, uh, that is, um, that is called the, the great chasm or the great void. And it's nothing more than your unconscious mind. Very, very dangerous to, uh, to, to do that magical working or that, that take, take that path on, on, on the tree of life because it's, a it's, it's all about illusions and illusions and more illusions. Uh, and, and with it being your own mind, um, it's, it's your greatest weaknesses, your greatest temptations. And, um, it's, uh, it's also the hidden, hidden Sephiroth. It's invisible. So that's, um, it's very fascinating, but it's also very creepy at the same time. (laughs) I could see that um, one as being like, um, like unless uh you, unless you've checked the real inner depths of your mind and understand how, what things are and what's going on, you're not going to go any farther. I think that's kind of like a sphere right. like that. And then, um, uh, and then coming back, you know how like in the tree going up can have one way and then coming mm-hmm. down the other way. I think it, it kind of represents on the way back down is, is understanding now of what some of the real truth is, is realizing that there right. is two different parts. In my opinion, it even goes like with what you said, the left side and the right side of the brain. I think that even has a lot to do with it. I think once you well, start uh, understanding no, no. that, that's the wisdom, or is it knowledge it's called? Knowledge, you'll have that knowledge after you've had that experience now. Well, the, uh, the uh, you know, famed occultist, uh, you know, was called the, the most wickedest man on the Crowley, earth. Yeah, yeah. Crowley, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he um, uh, you know, traversed Dot, the great, you know, chasm, and um, he he was was never the same afterwards, and he was no. was was a very um, experienced, knowledgeable, uh, you know, man in in that. Um, in the man, I just can't, you know, I just can't imagine doing that um, haphazardly or you know just yeah. on a whim. So. Yeah, I, I will but, say. From my experiences, um, actually, I don't even know if you even know. Uh, maybe I did mention it to you before I had you on. I, I used to actually be in the OTO, which was a which was oh, really? secret, yeah, which was a secret society that Crowley took over. Um, so right. I do like know some of him because of being in that. I will say I was not the biggest Crowley fan, even becoming a member. I just it was a secret society that I thought mm-hmm. was uh, re- regimented. So that's what got me into it. But uh, um, fuck, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> oh, but I think, oh, from my experience, fucking with magic, with real magic, I mean, I even think probably, you know, good people can have sometimes um, scary or side effects or, or something. Oh, yeah, so yeah. for somebody who, uh, like him, who would easily let his ego, I think, take charge a lot, 
that is something very Absolutely. dangerous to fuck with, and I think it will, deter- will deteriorate your soul and your body. You you just nailed it, my friend. As that's that's the that's the truth, and the 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 truth is is that that um, that heaven and hell are within each one of us. And we, we have been taught that, that that's new age thinking or that's a cult. You know, that's the occult. Well, well, you're right. It is a cult, which just means hidden. It's, it's been hidden. Now, um, for example, um, with, with this, uh, you know, pineal gland, there's, there's another gland that is, um, you, you have the, you have the, uh, pineal gland and then you have another gland. Um, they are in the brain and, um, there's one, one re- releases, um, a white, white substance and one releases a gold yellow substance. Wow. Uh, the pituitary gland, the pineal gland and the pituitary gland. There are, there are three days, actually, actually two and a half days each month that, um, that your pineal gland and your pituitary gland release the, these, biochemicals the, the one is is a uh, a white substance a, a a white fluid and the other is a yellow fluid and when these two mingle and come together in the cerebral spinal fluid it is called and it has been called throughout the ages the christ the christ and the the pineal gland releases vasopressin, and the pituitary gland releases uh, oxytocin, which is the hug, uh, you know, the you feel good, you know, uh, chemical uh, biochemical. But these two, the white fluid and the yellow fluid, is the milk and honey. Shit. See. It is right in front of our face, <laughs> right in front of our face, but we take it literally as milk, literal milk and honey, and we miss everything. And those that are, that, that have hidden it from the profane, those who, who don't do the work to find out what is truth and what is power. That's what, you know, Jesus was, you know, teaching when, when he said, and the sower went out and sowed his seed. And he threw it and some landed on shallow ground. Some, you know, the birds took it up, you know, everything. But that, you know, seed that he planted deep grew and produced a harvest. And people are like, okay, so Jesus is saying we're to plant our seeds deep. No, Jesus is saying you have to dig and that's where you're going to find the that's where you're going to find knowledge and truth that will truly empower you spiritually. And, um, and this, 
And you know what? Uh, you, you know what I'll say. When you have that little mustard seed of that spiritual experience, it will continue mm-hmm. to grow, too. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. But but uh, what what uh, you know Jesus was uh, you know teaching and it uh, yeah people say do you believe that Jesus actually existed? Well, matter of fact, I do, but I don't believe that he existed the way the Bible says that he did. Um, but I do believe that he existed, but just, just in a different way. Now that's not the truth is it doesn't matter if he existed or not, because, uh, you know, Paul says, says, um, to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And I think that that's what you were talking about as far as the magic, when you're doing a real, you know, magical work or a real spiritual work, there's, there's a lot of power that you're dealing with and there's a lot of trembling and there's a lot of fear sometimes that, uh, that, uh, you know, it's like being a one ten outlet and being plugged into a nuclear power plant, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to happen, you you're know, right, you're right. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, uh, Jesus, the, the, uh, teachings of Jesus, um, are what is most important. Um, the, his, uh, you know, every word. And, um, Jesus said, um, said just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the son of man be lifted up. He says, uh, you know, on the cross or whatever. Okay. Well, Moses in the desert, which we've already covered that proof that it, um, one more proof that it never happened is that there's like three to 12 million children of Israel. Okay. So, so that's a, that's a huge number. And it's, um, they, they start complaining that they're hungry and that if they were back in Egypt, the lower mind, they would, they would at least be, have something to eat, leeks and, and, uh, you know, onions and would be better than nothing at all. And so Moses prays to God and he says, Hey God, you know, he says, can you, can you do something? He says, they're, you know, hungry. And God says, yeah, coming right up. And Moses is like, okay, so you're going to feed them. And God says, Nope. Going to send fiery serpents to bite them and kill them. Boom. And so they're, they're like running, you know, and they're these, you know, serpent, you know, fiery serpents, fangs are going into their flesh and they're biting them and they're dying and everything. And Moses is like, Oh man, you know, God, please do something. You know what? You know, don't let these people die. And so God says, Moses, I want you to, this is out in the middle of the desert. Okay? Moses, I want you to make a brazen serpent and lift it up on a pole and tell all the, all of those that have been bitten to look upon that brazen serpent and they will, and their life will be spared. Okay, N- number one, fiery serpent, 
I don't think so. Number two, uh, Moses says, oh, yeah, out here in the middle of the desert, yeah, I've got that. I've got that, no problem. You know, it's like, yeah, 30, 45 minutes later, he has, he's made a brazen serpent. He's lifted it up on a pole. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And then number three, if you've got three million, let's, let's just say it's three million and not 12 million people, how are they going to be able to look at a large brazen snake, you know, serpent on a pole? They're not going to be able to see that. I mean, those closest to it will, but I mean, let's face it. There's no way you can make anything large enough for 12 million people to see it in one setting. So so that just, you know, that's going to be really fucking big. Yeah. (laughs) It's a uh, huge billboard. So, uh, so, uh, you know, that's what, you know, Jesus said, he says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so the son of man must be lifted up. And it's like, okay, well, the serpent is bad, right? Well, yes and no. The, he says, um, when the, when he was lifted up, okay, when Jesus was lifted up, what is repeated in the Bible is that the, the old man must be crucified for the new man to, to live, for the new man to uh, be to have the mind of Christ, Christ consciousness, whatever you want to call it, you you have to you have to die to your lower self. Really. Kill, yeah. yeah. You have to kill the old man. You have to kill what was before. And when you hear serpent, when you hear Satan, which is the adversary, when you hear the devil. It's nothing more than your own ego. And what Jesus is saying is, is when, when I shall be lifted up, he says, I will draw all men, all men unto me. That's because every person has an ego that they war with, that they fight with, that they, you know, uh, you know, struggle against those that are trying to live a spiritual life. And, um, it's, it's, uh, you know, said that, that the antichrist, which is a spirit, which is a mindset is against the, uh, your spiritual things of God against the fruit of Christ, against mm-hmm. the fruit that the uh, spiritual fruit that Christ, that the Holy spirit produces it's in direct opposition to that to the good so you you have opposition opposed against anti and there you have it anti-christ and it's just um and that's nothing more than our own egos i mean it's just the 100% 100% agree. Um, the, That's what the devil card, I think, is on the for the tarot. It's basically just signifying people right. chaining themselves to their ego that they've built. Right. And um, 
and uh, this is uh, you know, something too is 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 it says it's kind of like you know tongue in cheek a lot of times, but in the uh, uh, Bible it says that that the Antichrist is given his power by the beast. What's the beast? The beast is the unchecked, unrestrained ego that's allowed to to just go as far as it wants to go without any um, conscience whatsoever. And that's, that's the beast and um, the antichrist, whether it's, it's one um, man or it's, it's a mindset that a lot of people have. It is um, ego beast. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that raw, primal, um, me, 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 uh, narcissist, you know, absolutely, you know, would the greatest narcissist of all time. I mean, is the devil, uh, Satan and the ego, your ego. Jesus, uh, you know, said too, he said, said nothing that enters a man makes him unclean. It's what comes out of a man that makes him unclean. So, uh, you know, those that say, well, the devil possessed this person and made him. No, that's not what Jesus said. He said, what comes out of a man. So if it comes out of a man, it had to be there to begin with, which is your ego. And, um, well, and your, and but, your, your mindset will actually determine how you act and, and, you know, carry yourself too. So you can even look at it as like the fucked up absolutely. mindset that you have is going to display itself in how you live. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, that is, that's uh, you know, something that, that cannot be em- emphasized enough is, is how important. And as far as magic, as far as, as far as everything, spiritual and unspiritual, magical, whatever the mindset, I'm, I mean, what you think about on a continual basis becomes habit and that habit eventually becomes a mindset. And once you, once you have that mindset, it's very, very hard to, Un- to unset that, to change that mindset. Yes, a habit's very hard to break. That's um, that's like written in stone. This is um, uh, you know, something too is um, Moses was uh, you know leading the children of Israel to the land of milk and honey. Okay, well the two glands, the pineal gland and the pituitary gland, release these two fluids. Uh, these two biochemicals, which esoterically have been called milk and honey, um, once they mingle in the cerebral spinal fluid in the spine, which is the Jordan River, they it's called the Christ, the Christ or the Christ. That's nothing more than explaining in esoterically the pineal gland utilized, how it is activated, how it's used, and it leads to um, to the um, to the Christ consciousness to to um, I don't know um, 
to the kingdom of heaven. Uh, you know, it's just, but God says, says, um, when he told, uh, you know, Solomon, uh, to build his, you know, temple, it's very, very strange because what the Bible says is, is that, uh, God does not dwell in a temple made by human hands. And then it describes, uh, you know, Solomon's temple. And it's like, like 153,000 workers. Um, there's different, you know, carpenters, thousands of carpenters, thousands of stonemasons and all this. And they worked for seven years. And then it gives the dimensions of, you know, Solomon's temple. And it really doesn't make sense because the dimensions are just a little bit over the size of, get this, a tennis court. Mm. And, and it's, and it's written that way. So you'll say, well, this doesn't make sense because I mean, with all these people working, you know, it should, they should be able to knock it out in a week, you know? <laughs> yeah. But how, yeah. how would you even fit that many yeah. people around that to even make it? It's just... Right. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it makes you say, that doesn't make sense. And the writers are going, yes, we wrote it that way. So you would look deeper. And it's, um, there, there were, I guess, seven different, um, main, uh, you know, things in, uh, you know, Solomon's temple. There was the labor, there was the altar of incense and, um, there was the altar of sacrifice. What it is, is Solomon's temple is describing the human body. There were seven major things that were, you know, carried out in Solomon's temple, the, um, and the labor, um, was, um, one, it was like the circulatory system, the respiratory system, the, um, nervous system and, you know, so on. And it is, um, this is very, very telling because it says that God said, there shall not be heard the sound of chisel and hammer. Okay. Well, this, this is a many, many, you know, like hundreds of tons of, of rock and granite supposedly to build this. And it's like, okay, there's not going to be heard the sound of rock and hammer. Yeah. Um, how, how is this going to be? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, how's that happening? It's all because it says your body is the temple of God. And um, so that's, that's true. It's like, where, where is God? He sits in on his throne in his temple. Okay. Correct. Correct. And the temple here, where was Jesus crucified? The place of the skull, Golgotha, uh, Mount Calvary, which the Latin for the top of your skull is Calvarium, and Mount Calvary, place of the skull, Golgotha, is your skull, my skull, inside your head, inside your, between the two temples that you have. And so... 
I mean, we even, we even use temple as a way to explain like a part of your head or your brain. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, and then, um, it's, it's, um, it, uh, you says that, that in the Holy of Holies, that God would, would sit between the two cherubim, the two angels wings. And if you look, look at a, at a, a, a medical book, like, like a you know, medical encyclopedia, you will see when you look at the cerebrum um, at the right uh, you know, hemisphere and the left hemisphere of the human brain, it looks like angel's wings protecting something. And God said, I will sit between the wings of the cherubim at, um, on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. Well, in your brain, between the two uh, hemispheres is the pineal gland, and underneath it is um, what is called, in every medical book, you can look it up, it's the, um, I believe it's the um, uh, tersica cella, which literally means mercy seat, believe it or not. Wow. You know? And it's it's, uh, you know, telling us, hey, this is, this is where it's at. You know, it's, it is, God is, is not way far away in some other, you know, dimension sitting on his throne. It's within you. And Jesus, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added to you. But today, in religion, teaches just the opposite. It teaches, okay, to seek a church or seek a pastor or seek a televangelist or seek this teaching or seek that teaching, seek this book, seek that book. Um, don't look within because if you look long enough and far enough and hard enough, you'll find God. Mm. And he's not within you, and nothing could be further from the truth. And it's just um, the. Um, but you, know, you you mentioned like mercy before, ago. right? You mentioned mercy. What was it called? The mercy seat or something like that? Uh, mercy seat. Yeah, I mean that even that you know that makes me think of now you know chesed on the tree. Um, that's mm -hmm. mercy. All right, that whole pillar is actually called mercy, isn't it? Right. So mm -hmm. I mean that even makes me you know, think about that. And I do believe uh, some of those fears or uh, ideas behind them um, do go along with parts of the body as well, or the brain really. So oh, yeah. it was a really, I'll be totally honest with you. <laughs> a lot of the stuff you said was blowing my mind. Cause I wasn't actually expecting you to say that from other stuff I've listened to. Uh, <laughs> it, like, like this, me having you on has just like really blown my mind. And I'm like, wow, some of the things that I've thought, cause my own experiences, and how it made sense to me. I'm like, this dude is just like mm -hmm. explaining it. It's fucking crazy. Well, um, well, well, uh, the, um, the, uh, you know, 12 tribes of Israel, the 12 disciples are, are the 12 cranial nerves at the base of the skull. And, um, and what happens is, is each month or like, you know, two and a half days that this takes, takes place that the two 
glands re- release these biochemicals. They go down your, uh, your spine in the cerebral spinal fluid, aka the Jordan River, to the Dead Sea, which is your sacrum, and you you have um, roughly three days to quote unquote raise them from the grave. Raise what? The Christ, the Christ from the grave, and you it's uh, you, uh, something that you do by willpower by the will and um it's um you build on that by what's what's called prayer but it's actually meditation jesus said when you pray he says don't don't think about what you're going to say he says because your father in heaven knows what you need before you say it so he's you know saying he says take no thought he says you know just go in and just just be receptive take no thought for your father knows what you want what you need before you even ask and and that's the truth so it's it's being receptive in in total darkness with the pineal gland producing the light from the, you know, from the song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's what it's talking about. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. It's not talking about anything about um, this, you know, big light or something that, you know, that's exactly, it's talking about your pineal gland. And the light, um, the light from within, it, it, really. Right, right. And it's, it's, uh, you said the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. The darkness does not understand it. That's what it's talking about is the pineal gland. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go on too long. I normally try to keep my episodes on at about an hour, you know, a little bit yeah. after, uh, I definitely would lo- love to have you on again to talk about more of this stuff. Cause I mean, you honestly, <laughs> you, you blew my mind, you know, <laughs> so and it just—it was great how you're talking about stuff uh-huh. that I feel like I, I can I can you know uh, I identify with because of experiences of I've had you know even other theories that I've thought about. I mean, you just came out and said some of them. So I mean, this was uh, this was great for me. Mm-hmm. My listeners didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> please uh, let people know where they can find your stuff again in the name of your show. The um, the show is the uh, Texas Live uh, podcast. I'm on uh, Spreaker. Um, my website is um, texasist-podcast.com, um, and 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 you can also reach me at the Texasist-podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any questions nice. or any awesome, comments, thank you. Or, That's great. That's really share awesome. Anything, feel free to contact me. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely looking forward to next time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I definitely enjoyed this. So yeah, please, everybody go check out his stuff. Uh, he has some really good stuff to make you think. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I liked it, so that's why I asked him to come on. Uh, and we'll definitely, I'll definitely be having him on again. Um, so please go check out his stuff. And if you liked this, please like, subscribe, share. Uh, I finally do have my stuff up now on Spotify and Anchor. I had to make a completely 
uh, different platform just for that because uh, Spotify's customer service just sucks ass. Uh, they obviously couldn't get my shit straight and didn't want to fix it, so I just made another account. But I am up on those, and in case you don't know, I do have the Occult Rejects. Please check their stuff out. Their links are in the description, and I will leave links for the Text Assist as well. Uh, and again, please uh, share if you liked it. And until the next one, everybody be well. <laughs>